Tastes like strawberries on a summer evening And it sounds just like a song I want more berries and that summer feeling It's so wonderful and warm Breathe me Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to I'm Not Okay Podcast. I'm Stormy. I'm Elena. And then just playing us in, we're Love Like Fiction with their new cover that actually just dropped today, Watermelon Sugar. I say today, but people may be listening to this like six months from now. Yeah, but like when it comes out, it's out today. It's out today. Or if you look at the date on the podcast. It was out that day. It was out that day. Yeah. And you know what else is today? What? They're coming on to talk to us? Yeah. I thought you were going to say, oh, we're waiting anxiously for Georgia's election results. I have never spent this much time thinking about Georgia. I don't think it's healthy. Me either. Anyway, yeah, we've got Lovely Fiction on with us today. Yeah. And it's it's a really, really good conversation. I mean, you know me. I fangirl about every single band that we have on. But, like, my mouth hurt from laughing so hard by the time we got off that call with them. Like, it felt like we were sitting there with people that we'd known for years yeah they're they're super fun and you guys are really gonna like them i promise if you don't i really don't know what to say about that because they're fantastic something wrong with you yeah sorry not sorry saying it now i'm not sorry at all get yourself checked out get some blood work done figure it out you leave this episode you know thinking that it wasn't the best so i really want to get to that we've got over an hour's worth of interview content today so Let's just hop into new music, if that's cool with you. Fine with me. This week, I basically started listening to new music on my uh, feed, and then I got to Bring Me the Horizon's new album, and I completely stopped listening to anything else. Okay, so I haven't listened to it yet. Is it actually, like, back to their heavy stuff? Or Not heavy, heavy. It's like, um, I would say more reminiscent of That's the Spirit. Mm-hmm. But also baby metals in it. Okay. Yeah. They have a lot of features on this. Okay, cool. But it's kind of like they hit their pop peak with the last album. Yeah. And then are reverting a little bit. Yeah. It gets a little heavier. Guess who else is in it? Is it someone I can actually guess? Yeah, like, you would know. Give me a hint. Think think straight up emo. Straight up emo. Is it Gerard Way? No. Girl. Girl. Haley Williams. No. Who's a straight-up emo girl? I know I'm, like, I'm blanking on someone really obvious right now. Very obvious. Cassidy Pope. No. Sierra Kusterbeck. No. I had to remember who that was. (laughs) I knew it wasn't her, but I was like, who is that? Like, modern emo or mid-2000s emo? Like, early 2000s emo. Is it, like, one of those MySpace girls? No. Who is it? Okay, think Flyleaf, not Flyleaf. Flyleaf, not Flyleaf. I don't fucking know. When you say Flyleaf, Flyleaf comes into my head. <laughs> okay, fine. Evanescence. Oh! Oh my god. Fucking god. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, Amy Lee's on a song. I can't believe I didn't think of Amy Lee. <laughs> yeah, like OG emo, girl. I've been 
fangirling over her too because she's been like doing all this stuff with Hailstorm. Yeah, well, she also is on the Bring Me the Horizon. Pretty sure I saw a post about that too. Oh my god, she was like the OG goth emo too. That's what I was saying. My, for whatever reason, my my mind went straight to like the MySpace emos. Uh, so like the no no no. Now I meant like real emo, like I was thinking like scene girl. Nah. I was like, I'm who the fuck? There's Haley. There's like, unless you want to get into like Audrey Kitching or people that didn't really have a music career. I, there's not too many of them. Nah. But no, that's really cool. And then, yeah, so that album's called uh, Post Human Survival Horror. It's very good. I've listened to it over and over again. And then American Teeth dropped a song featuring Twin XL called Bard Out. Mom Rock dropped Xylophone. It was really good. Okay, can we just like throw back to Mom Rock for a second? I've been thinking about them a lot lately. I'm not sure why. We love Mom Rock. I they're just such good people. I get so happy whenever I see them doing anything on social media. And I just like if you haven't heard of them before, please go back and listen to our episode with them because they are just hilarious, awesome, awesome people. And they just they're fantastic. They deserve to blow up. I want to see them at like AJR level. Yes, they're so good. So go listen to them. And then I also liked Every Time You Leave by I Prevail. And it's got Delaney Jane in it. Who? Delaney Jane. Who is that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that's who's it's in just it. a name. Okay, okay. I don't know that one. <laughs> she has a pretty voice. That's all I know. I, that's what I saw. Anyway, that's all I got. Okay, so I have a variety of new songs today. I'm actually really, really excited to share them all because, like, I spent all weekend digging through every new release I could find, but I may have gotten a little bit trigger happy. I've got, like, five samples for you guys today, but, like, I I really just couldn't choose any of them over another. So what we're going to do, I guess I'll just go over them one by one and we'll play a sample, but unlike last episode, I'm just going to shout out all of their social media at the end along with our social media. I say as if we don't have show notes. Yeah, or just look at the show notes. Yeah, if at any point you want to follow these guys, just open up the show notes, click the little links next to their name, and it'll take you directly to their pages. How about that? (laughs) I'm making things more complicated. So the first one I have, Stormy, did you hear it? Planet Mercury released a new song called Normal Now. Yes, it's so good. I was listening to it on my way to work last week, and I was like, this is perfect. This is speaking of people we've had on before. Yeah, they're so lovely. We have a whole episode of them today, it turns out, because, yeah, Mom Rock, Planet Mercury. Check out their episode as well. They're super cool. Yeah, so good, though. Is it worth fixing anything? Bring my shackles with dopamine. Strung along by too much caffeine. Am I just paranoid? Because it sounds like make-believe. Okay, so again, that song was Normal Now by Planet Mercury. And the next one I have is Skipping Stone by What Makes Sense. So we'll go ahead and play you a sample of that one right now. Again, that's Skipping Stone by What Makes Sense. I'm getting good at saying goodbye. Wherever you go. Go with all your heart 
Rolling Stone by What Makes Sense. The next song that I have to sample today is called The Risk. It's by a band called Ocean Dust. Just a quick little note here. I know Stormy hates when I do spellings, but it's not spelled like Ocean Dust. It's Ocean D-V-S-T. Like the V is the U. So if you try to find them and you can't, it's because you're typing it wrong. But again, they released the song The Risk, and we're just going to sample a little bit of it right now. I want to get away from this. Wake up tomorrow and say it was a dream. Maybe you want to walk the streets again without seeing the Again, that was the song The Risk by Ocean Dust. And the next song that I have is called A Distant Memory. It's by the band Waters Deep. So we'll go ahead and preview it. Distant Memory. It's by Waters Deep. So if you liked them, go ahead and check them out. And the last one that I have is actually going to be a familiar voice if you've listened to the podcast before. Like I said, we've got an episode of I'm Not Okay alumni. Sure. Because go with it. Yeah. (laughs) Shane from Adjust the Sales sent us a song this week. And actually, while the rest of these songs released last week, this one is releasing today. Because he loves us and he... Sent it early. He sent it early. Aww. Yeah. Thanks, Shane. <laughs> so we're going to listen to his song called Sobriety, and I'll just let him tell you a little bit about himself. Hey, guys. Shane from Adjusted Sales here, and this is my new song, Sobriety. If you like it, give me a follow on Instagram at official.adjustthesales or on Facebook or any of those other good joints. Sorry, Elena. I know you hate it when bands aren't professional, but, you know, that's not me. So take me back to the room where I just sit and get stoned and nothing else mattered. Yeah, nothing else mattered. Yeah, take me back to the room where I'd sit and drink alone and nothing else mattered. Yeah, nothing else mattered. I miss my mattress on the floor, my basement room that had no door. Okay, Shane, I've got a quick bone to pick with you, even though you can't respond on this or whatever. I don't give a shit if you're a professional. I'm not that professional. You just get the brunt of when I'm complaining about assholes. Anyway, guys, it's his birthday today as well as the release day. So go over, check out the song, show him some love. Listen to the episode that we had with him previously because he is such a gem. And hopefully we'll have him on again with us soon. And with that, do you think that maybe we should get to our guests today? Uh, probably, yeah. Probably. So, bridging us in with our song, Watermelon Sugar. Again, we're going to go talk to Love Like Fiction. Watermelon sugar, strawberries, on a summer evening. Baby, you're the end of June. I want your belly.
with Love Lake Fiction. They are a pop punk band based out of Phoenix, Arizona. Hey guys. Hey, hey. how's it going? We got all five of you on today. So can you go through and just give us a little rundown about like your names and your position in the band? Yeah. Nick, uh, go. Okay. <laughs> there it is. Uh, yeah, my name is Nick Barker and I'm the lead singer of Love Like Fiction. I'm Frankie and I play guitar in Love Like Fiction. <laughs> I am Marin and I also play guitar for Love Like Fiction. I'm Tara Goltz and I play the drums for Love Like Fiction. And I'm Paul Ritchie and I play the bass strings. <laughs> bass strings. Slap some, slap on the bass. Slap, slap on the, the bass. bass. <laughs> I will slap say, I think this man. is uh, the most people we've had on at one time on the podcast, right? Is it really? Ooh, I think first. it is. I don't think we've ever had seven people on at one time. That's awesome. I was going to say, I don't recall the way that it kind of squishes three people up at the top, but like, <laughs> yeah, it's weird, I think, but, uh, I think uh, this probably is the most. <laughs> so, uh, this is a record. Congratulations. Ooh, ooh, thank you. Already, you've already broken our first record. Let's we, see how many we can go for tonight. Yes. <laughs> Let's do I'm it. I'm ready to let you down. Question. Swear words or no? Oh my gosh, go for it. Oh yeah. Fuck absolutely. yeah. Oh, thank God, because every time I screw it up, every <laughs> single time. Uh, it's radio. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, uh, oh, I no. always say I, I kind of wish people wouldn't ask that going in because it's always so funny if the first time they say fuck. <laughs> yeah, the reaction. Oh my God, am I allowed to say fuck and say it again? <laughs> yeah, every <laughs> time. Every time. So good. Well, now All right. the record that we need to break now, too, is how many times can we say fuck in one podcast? <laughs> uh, that's a big one. I'm not entirely sure what the record is, but I'm, I know it's a high number. Yeah. I, <laughs> I read a Billy Joe Armstrong quote. Oh, that's, that's oh, well, there like all so, Yeah. <laughs> there were at least 97 just in that. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. We'll go that's through an count. Exa- that's an exaggeration, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll, let, we'll let you know after we uh, go through the episode. If you made it or not. (laughs) Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, guys. So can you tell us a little bit more about Love Like Fiction? Like, how did you guys end up forming the band? What were your leading influences? Uh, I always feel like I start this off, but... I can uh, start it with the we. Yeah, yeah, Tara, you do it because it's, you're the one who started it. So yeah, please you do. can you can you touch in on the influences though. But me, yeah. Marin actually kind of hit me up. We worked together at a restaurant, and she hit me up, and she wanted to start a band, and she found out that I played the drums, and she asked me, and I was like, fuck yeah, and she was like, oh, I didn't even think you liked me. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> The the, so, the startings of all great bands. I thought you hated me. <laughs> it's true. I, she so. never talked to me. Like we are literally just acquaintances. Like we never talked as coworkers ever. And I was like, hey, this is kind of weird because we've like never talked to each other. We've been working with each other for like a year. But I know you play drums. Like you wanna? Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So here we are. I mean, Marin and I just went through a bunch of audition auditions and that whole process. And then finally, you know, we stumbled upon Frankie. And then Nick and Paul came as a came as a package deal. Oh, we are uh, we are uh, like uh, Twix bars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotta have the left and right side. I get it. Exactly. Which side are you guys? I'm right. left-handed. I literally just all I could think was right, so I guess that works. <laughs> <laughs> like I was I was about to be like I'm like Twix. All right, yeah, and then write down that episode title right now. <laughs> <laughs> the Twix Bros. Do <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you want to you want to touch on influences? Maybe like when we started and versus like now, Nick. 
uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like we've we've all kind of agreed on this. The way that our sound is 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 now has definitely changed a little bit as we've gone on, which I think is that's just normal, right? That happens with everybody who plays music. Um, and when we started, we were all really sort of invested in the the pop punk thing. I mean, we we all grew up listening to Blink One Eighty Two. You know, uh, gosh, let's talk about Fall Out Boy, Panic at the Disco, uh, Green Day, all of those bands, a bunch of the classic stuff, and we were really hoping to kind of get invested in that. Paul and I were in a band before, and we were doing a very different style. And so it was something that I was really, really hoping to do because that's it was metalcore. It was it was metalcore. <laughs> uh, and uh, so I was really excited to get away from that personally and uh, try something new, something that it was just my whole childhood essentially. And as we sort of progressed in it, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, I think that we really pushed hard for that, and had a lot of fun with it. But after a while, we really wanted to try something new. We were kind of getting bored of the same sort of structure. And we realized that we couldn't, you know, within pop punk, while there are some really incredible players and people who have really changed the genre in that, we kind of felt like we wanted to expand that and go somewhere else with it. And so we still do, of course, have those uh, those those original influences that I've mentioned. But as we move further forward, we wanted to bring in more interesting, unique stuff, different kinds of bands. Um, you know, I think nowadays I still, I'm still a pop punk boy through and through, but I do, you know, take some different things from, cause a lot of the other members of the band have a bunch of different influences. Frankie's been listening to like tons of different stuff. Paul has always listened to I me. Mean, Paul, a lot of your early influences were ska and even some like heavier, like chuggy so, stuff like, <laughs> so, yeah, like so one of the cool things that we all bring to the table is is that we literally have three two two to three different generations of pop punk because i'm 32 so i grew up off of like uh nothing gold can stay like newfound glory's debut self-titled album like yeah. you know like really watching like those charts climb and then we have like frankie and marin are frankie's 23 and marin's 22 <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. I, and I mean, it. like, if you if you look at those timelines, I I don't know if there's technically like third wave pop punk, but there's generations of like, you know, there's like that Midwest hometown emo that was like smack right dab in the middle, you know, um, and it's really cool to be able to see those. And then everybody have different interpretations when you use that word and then being able to take those and combine them into our own sound instead of just being like, you know what, let's write a song like this. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's the direction we've been trying to move into, trying to find something that is relatable and fun that people like to listen to, but still entertaining and challenging for us to to write and to work with. Uh, and I, I think that we've that's really what we've been trying to do recently. So how do you guys feel like the, the Phoenix, Arizona music scene has shaped you as a band over your, your couple of years? That's a new one. Hey, this yeah. has been I like that challenge. That is, yeah. <laughs> Well, I should preface that we, we talk a lot about sort of the underground scenes in different areas. So every time we've got a band on, I like to just ask about their local music scene. I, I don't think that's something that a lot of people think about is different places kind of raise different styles almost. So like mm -hmm. Chicago style is going to be different than Seattle, but it's also going to be different than Phoenix. So we like to kind of get an understanding of maybe how that happens because it's super interesting. So this is a cool question because, uh, there was a whole bunch of stuff that was going on before COVID hit where the Phoenix local scene, depending on what genre you are, 
they they vary on how drastic they are but the majority is is that we're very much a pay-to-play state when it comes to like promotions not full-blown la but kind of like can you bring this kind of a guarantee you know we want you to do this and what ends up happening is is that local bands end up competing with each other which i mean isn't really something that any of us are a huge fan of and there were a bunch of bands uh like within the same vein uh pop punk emo where we started getting together and we started doing uh monthly meetings and we were going to get together and we were going to start doing uh local showcases where we get together we were going to do some game show stuff uh we were looking at sponsor like like uh you know being able to like bring in like uh different companies and things like that so that we could start lifting everybody up because that's i mean that's the way that it used to be you know what i mean you have like these pockets of fans that blew up and like any time that you pick like a scene there's always like a handful of bands that all blew up it wasn't just one that came out of there and it was because everybody helped each other out and it was just everybody wanting to make music so we had all of this stuff laid out that we were supposed to do this year and uh obviously that didn't happen but that being said, that want is still there. So hopefully when everything starts picking back up, we can start bringing it back to that and just, you know, kind of helping each other out. That's really, really cool. Because that doesn't happen much anymore. I, th- I feel like it it's doesn't. kind of all kind of gone to that. Um, and it's where dumb, it's, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, and it didn't, yeah, it used to be everybody in bands was friends. Like I've, we had said parties that, that everybody was at, like everybody yeah. in the music scene. So I just immediately think of like William Beckett, Gabe Saporta, mm-hmm. um, you I know, Travis McCoy. Like, yeah. Uh, what was Jersey TBS brand new? They all blew up at the same time. They blew up mm-hmm. making hate albums about each other, but I mean, they still, <laughs> yeah, that, that, <laughs> you I know, mean, they were uniting. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> So what you're saying is you need some good feuds. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I, I think funny. that was the the important thing is, is that like people don't really think about Arizona and the Arizona scene. So why not put a lot more effort into building up the Arizona scene instead of just trying to make a band like a name for ourselves in like an okay. ocean of like technology where any single band is accessible, you know? Oh, for sure. I mean, there's no reason necessarily that the hubs that we have are where they are. Yeah. I used it's to have not a blast like, going to shows back in uh, back in high school, which was like 10 years ago now. Yeah. But I mean, I used to watch the main and the Somerset and I was like, I want to do this, too. Like and it was just fun. And it, it, I mean, it looked really fun. It's a little different now, but this is like such a strange conversation for me because I grew up in Iowa. So like I didn't go to live shows. I didn't have that experience. I mean, they, they exist there like they do. I mean, but it wasn't like here. <laughs> it wasn't like anywhere else as far as I know. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's really interesting to to be with, you know, be involved in this, in this scene and try and find ways to uh, bring everybody together and, and, and build on that. And Paul's been a huge driving force for that. And it, I mean, he's right. It's weird that everybody competes with each other in a jo- in a in a workforce that's like really difficult to make it already like why are we making it harder (laughs) (laughs) so are there any sort of local artists that you feel stand out that that you in particular would like to elevate Uh, yeah yeah absolutely i mean the guys from headspace are phenomenal they've been putting in like an insane amount of work Mm -hmm. all the time especially through covid 
they've gone through a few different like lineup changes and things like that, and they and they just got stronger for it, which is rare when it comes to music. Usually that's a setback, and they nope, just blew right through it, uh, and that's really really cool. Um, First and Forever is pretty solid band as well. Those guys are awesome. I, we've only seen a couple, been to a couple shows of theirs, but you know they've been killing it with their releases. Their their music is great. They've obviously been putting in a ton of work, and the and the show that I remember playing with them, they were just super super cool guys. So that was awesome. Um, other than that, I mean, we got a ton of local yep, artists. We really do. No Drop refills. Out Kings are crazy. No refills. Yep. Yep. Uh, no figure refills it out. Really good yep. Figure it out. Yeah. Dollskin. Dollskin. Oh yeah, Dollskin. Doll skin, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah doll I said, know them. Dollskin are awesome. They. <laughs> We had a show with them, and I'm being the resident dad. I have a six-year-old daughter, and she comes to all of our shows. And she was blown away when she saw a completely female-fronted band. And she was like, what is that? And I was like, you can do that if you want. She's like, I want to meet her. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. But all of them are awesome. They put out great music, too. They have a great live sound. Yeah. Um, Now, you all already kind of touched on the fact that you're all deriving from different influences, but could you just maybe give us an overview, say like maybe two or three of each of your individual favorite bands yeah. at the moment? Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Uh, <laughs> oh, Frank has listened question. to 400 different bands in the last I've year. been getting weird. <laughs> uh, well, the first one I want to throw out is Bill Murray. Uh, oh, yes. oh yeah. Me, but that dude just like rips my heart out and I love it. Um, recently got into Lydia. I've been listening to all of their stuff. Okay. Um, yes. And then I have to like split this one. A lot of Circus Survive and a lot of Coheed and Cambria. Fun fact, Frankie, did you know that when Lydia was a local band, they were Screamo? See, I would have fucking loved that. I I got involved in all of this when I joined the band. I didn't go to local shows or anything. I played, I opened for them at this place called Neckbeard Soda Bar. It was an all-ages venue where they just what? had obscure soda. Don't, don't gloss over that. Neckbeard, <laughs> Neckbeard Soda, soda bar. bar. But see, Neckbeard wasn't the same. Like, this was 2005. So that Neckbeard hadn't been coined yet. It was about pirates. It was a pirate-themed soda bar. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, I, I hope that they uh, have... Well, I don't hope that they have closed, but I hope that they, they would closed have a year later. Due, yeah, they closed a year later due to a fire code. So, yeah. Oh, OK. OK. <laughs> well, that's fine. <laughs> that's <just> fine. <laughs> I think actually I kind of think that it might have been the word alive. I think their show was the fire code show. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. It was a metal band, though. <laughs> I guess I'll go uh, the band that like got me interested in music when i was a kid i used to listen to random stuff but i was never like oh i really love music and i i'm invested in it uh motion city soundtrack was the big one for me um justin pierre is a wizard um and a huge influence for me uh the other ones honestly uh the i'm gonna say probably fallout boy would be the next one uh certainly has a huge influence on my voice and then Less Panic at the Disco, and although I love them, and more so Brendan Urie. Uh, he's like a, a just a, I sort of idolize him. He's a fantastic, I mean, just an insane vocalist. Um, and he's really, really, really focused on on technique and like and actually 
honing his craft, which is something you do not see very often in like, you know, really uh, high level pop musicians or like, uh, well, that's not necessarily true, but I mean, it does happen. But I feel like he's just sort of managed to take these genres that he started with and meld them into something else completely different uh, and still keep that original sound. And that's just incredible to me. Yeah, I mean, I gotta say, I'm so glad that you mentioned Fallout Boy because that was the first thought that I had when I had you guys, or when I heard you guys. Not that <laughs> yes. it's like really derivative like it. or anything. He did it. Like, the infliction, like right? Patrick yeah. Stump kind of. He does. Feel he like. has that. Uh, He's got that a lot. He, yeah, he has. Amazing. That's a, thank you. That's a huge compliment. I really appreciate that. Oh, I'm so glad. I try not to bring <laughs> things like that up because I know some people get touchy about like. Excuse me? And never Patrick compare Stump? any female vocalist to Haley Williams. Haley Williams. <laughs> Don't do it. Never. They all hear it. Don't ever yep. do it. Uh, yep. yeah. God. That's just a that's just an inability to differentiate female timbre, I think. A lot of people have trouble with it. So they're like, oh, if it's this type of music, it's Haley Williams. All of it. All of it is Haley Williams. If you're a girl and you're singing pop punk, Haley Williams. We yep. all, actually, I take that back. We had one We had one vocalist on and she was like, please tell me I sound like Haley Williams. Please tell me I sound like Haley Williams. <laughs> well, she performed with Haley Williams. She goes, like, she goes oh, that's exactly yeah. what I'm going for. Oh, that's like, awesome. Okay, well, everyone else gets mad when we say that, but you really do sound like her. <laughs> <laughs> that's anyway. awesome. Oh, Paul's gone. Oh, no. Uh, I'll go next, I guess, on the influences, which is kind of hard because, like, my style of music has changed so much over the years. Like, when I first started playing guitar, I was really inspired by, like, um, Ozzy Osbourne, you know, Black Sabbath and Guns N' Roses and all the old school stuff, because that's what my guitar teacher would teach me, (laughs) Um, and Led Zeppelin (laughs) and stuff like that. And then as I got older, I got, like, really into, like... Like the metal scene, I guess, when I was in high school. So I was like a big fan of Bring Me the Horizon and the Amity Affliction and stuff like that. And uh, and then I kind of got into more pop punk with Green Day and Paramore and Fall Out Boy and stuff like that as time went on. But like right now, I would say I'm I'm digging the whole like like pop rock type of stuff that's going on like mgk and you know what all time Low's doing like the new stuff that a data remembers doing i'm that's kind of what i've been jamming to lately oh you fit right in here Uh, (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah Uh old scene kids (laughs) oh yeah and you know one of the things about growing up is you realize uh, growing up as like a scene kid or that sort of thing is you realize you don't ever go it doesn't go away like you might change the way you look or the the job you have or things like that but you still listen to that stuff like i don't yeah. understand it why like what happened yeah. <laughs> me sitting in my office for three years jamming on my headphones looking at my computer screen like this is not punk rock enough for me. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> my entire drive to work this morning was just asking Alexandria, oh my God. <laughs> I was just pissed that I was going to work and it felt right. <laughs> mood. That's a mood. That's a big yeah. mood. <laughs> for sure. Um, I'll do my influences. They were good Charlotte. I was, yeah, true. I was uh I was big time obsessed with Good Charlotte as soon as like they pretty much came on the scene and I just saw them two years ago in Denver and then when I went back home I saw them again at at uh 
in Phoenix, and I was just blown away. Right now, I'm really obsessed with uh, Stan Atlantic. So, you know, if if uh, if we, if Bon, hey Bon, you know, if you want us to open for you or something, I'm down. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you guys have never listened, anybody listening who hasn't listened to Stan Atlantic, you absolutely should. Uh, one of the best lyricists I've ever heard. She's brilliant. If she, I assume she writes it. I think she does. Uh, fantastic. So good. Yeah, Which is I funny. Love do you follow her on Instagram? Oh, yeah. Because her captions are all over the oh place. Oh, my God. She's hilarious. <laughs> one time I just went through her, like, Twitter and just laughed my ass off in, at like three in the morning. She's hilarious. Oh my God. <laughs> Paul, I think you're muted, but you're up. You're also muted and you're up. I'm up. Thank <laughs> you. All right. So I'm still a post-hardcore kid at heart. I, a big influence. But like the OG me. post-hardcore, right? Like the original. Like Seosin with Anthony Green um, is a big one. Uh, but like in terms of writing, it would, Seosin, uh, a lot of DGD. I love, I love Tillian and, you know, I really love like a lot of the progressive riffs and I know that, uh, Frankie and Marin did do too. If you listen to some of our stuff, it's funny because it's pop punk, but then you'll, you'll just hear like a little, like, like progressive lead riff underneath it. Just a little salt yeah. based sprinkle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and lately, uh, funny enough, I've really been into poppy lately and partially because my daughter's really into poppy too, but there's something about what she does. That's just, it's awesome. It's really cool. It's unique. Um, ever since she made that switch over to Sumerian records and she did that tour with sleeping with sirens, she's been very like her music's just been awesome. Like it hits really, really hard, but it still has like that pop angle to it. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Poppy's an interesting one. None yeah, of those I, I are, are going to be related to our music, though. Those are just That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, fine. It still gives us a taste for you. And I just yeah. want to say congratulations, guys, because I have never filled out a music mention card before. Another record. Another record. Record number two. Let's go. Damn, we're on a roll. I'm going to Just start five. saying fuck now. Five yeah. Yeah, well, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. Yeah, so fucking good. <laughs> Let's We're just go like five it. minutes with it, and then you know you got it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna start singing that Limp Biscuit song. It's a fucked up world in a fucked up place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys know I have to go back and start counting them through my episodes now, right? That's the and that's plan. Plan. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's the only way. It's the only we way to a whole sure. new job. A whole new job. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Let's let's actually talk about some of the stuff you've done. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so you released your latest single, Misery Maintenance, back in May. Can you just give us a little insight on like what went into that track? That was a really cool track. Uh, honestly, that was the first time that we were like, we weren't worried about being inside of a genre. That sounds stupid. Sounds really pretentious. I don't mean it to. But we we when we first started. Um, Many of us, this was well, this is like our first like real band. This is the first time we're really doing this, myself included. Um, and like, I think we were all trying to figure out how this works, and we were like, okay, well, we got to do it like this because otherwise it doesn't really work that way. And as we moved forward, and we always, we of course still wrote things we cared about and really invested our ourselves into the music, but we just didn't know how to write something that we were all really like 
we had all put something of ourselves into in terms of like um, just like influence and stuff like that. Uh, I think we were really sort of we had sort of pigeonholed ourselves into, oh, we got to do pop punk. We got to do pop punk. And then this one was like the first time they were like, well, let's fuck it. You know, like <laughs> let's just throw some stuff together and it still comes out very it poppy like, punky yeah. thing. It's but MCR vibe. Right. But we were like, let's, what if we just throw some stuff in there that kind of strange isn't maybe not exactly the, what you expect to be there. And we had a lot of, a lot of, a ton of fun with it. I'll never forget it because for me personally, it was the best take I've ever done vocally in my life. And I will never repeat it ever again. So like, I don't know what happened. The stars aligned and I was like, this is great. This is so good. I'm having a great time. But, um, I just feel like we, we, we all came together and really, um, focused on challenging ourselves for the song uh and it and i think we're all pretty happy with how it came out what, what, it was what, a really comfortable experience i mean we worked with matt keller we were right there in his in-home studio and he was just so incredibly laid back that like i was extremely comfortable you to just like throw out ideas more often than not and um i just felt like we were just like doing things it was like well, let's try that and oh we hate it and like let's try that and like we did group like group um harmonies or vo- like things and vocals mm-hmm. and like there was a there was a high harmony and the band was like well let tara sing it and i'm just like laying on the couch and he's like all right get up here let's sing <laughs> sing it tara like it was cool it was it was like a good experience too and i feel like nobody was afraid to mention their like give their input and and, and tell their ideas and Which i thought that was really cool. yeah the whole, <laughs> the whole writing process was completely different for that song too because that was the first time where like instead of just being in a circle sitting on our practice space floor trying to write a song we actually went and were like recording it as we go at yeah. frankie's house on you know on a daw and you know we got to a part where we're like okay we've only written up to this point and he was like marin just play whatever feels right and he recorded it and i just was kind of like jamming and we ended up keeping pretty much everything that i did yeah and i was like all right cool and so we brought like the bare bones of the song to a studio it was like the first time we didn't have it fully fleshed out and we were just kind of like let's be weird with this we don't have anything set in stone nothing is you know it, it, yeah i don't know but like it was just it was kind of cool doing but- it that way too the first time we went in, I we showed him the song and he's like, "Nah, you gotta change the chorus." So we just completely <laughs> changed the whole chorus, like, uh, so which yeah, uh, we did. We just you, we just dropped the chorus. Oh yeah, no, we we, we, we threw it away. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we did. Away and had to do the whole all over again. And then ended cool. the like the the chorus line, the original chorus line, to the very end of the song, the last line. Oh yeah, yeah, the original yeah. chorus line is the very last line of the song. Yeah. Oh, that's an Easter egg. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, because you're like, wait, why Why are we talking about Sweet Serenity now? Be like, well, man. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I forgot about that. I made it. Moment, I'm very proud of his song lyrically because it is literally me. The lyrics in the song reflects my journey through music. And um, one of the lines is, is burn that rope, which is in reference to an earlier song we had, our first single, uh, bilingual baby i'm bipolar which is literally talking about dealing with mental illness and the difficulty of that and the line originally is uh here's my noose and rope and so part of it for me was talking about traveling through that and at the very end that last line sweet serenity is from paul and i's last band that also had to deal with mental mental illness in a very much different way i was really really rough spot 
when I wrote that original song back then. So for me, it's Easter eggs for me. I'm literally like, ooh, yeah. Nobody else knows this. But <laughs> here you go. Anybody listening, now you do. Um, yeah. yeah, that was really cool and a lot of fun for me. I love that so much. And it, it leads me perfectly into the next question I had for you, which is how, when you listen back on this this single, how do you feel like it sonically represents you as artists? Ooh. That's a really good question. I think that it's exactly what 14-year-old Frankie would have needed to listen to during one of my breakdowns. Seriously. <laughs> like laying in bed, crying, like my parents don't fucking understand me. I would have been perfect right there. Not that that's what the song sums up to. But that's really, I think, for all of our songs, that's the the idea I want to get across. Is like, would 14 little sad Frankie like be able to identify and feel better about this? And if it does, then hell yeah, it's a good song. <laughs> I think that this one, because a lot of the all of our songs have parallels with mental illness, and this one does too. But this one is a very clear cut uh, hopefulness on like, you know what I mean, like getting better. And I think that that one was like a really big drive at least for me because it felt more like a message because i use i use music as an outlet so like sometimes when i'm feeling sad i'll listen to real fucking sad songs that are totally hopeless but every once in a while being able to hear hear something with message in it on top of that just being like hey it's not always gonna be like that you know is it's helpful and you know especially like even if it just helps two people at the right place at the right time you know that's that's what's important to me yeah I think we probably all agree with that, honestly, yeah. Um, That's a big part of why we do music. I mean, obviously, it's to to make us feel better, but I think it's also to try and make other people feel better as well. Uh, I think this song, this song was the first song that we all felt like, oh, we nailed it as far as what we wanted to do with a song. I think every song before that, we we were always like, well, it's good and we like it. We had a lot of fun doing it. We have fun playing it. But it's not – it doesn't sound exactly like maybe what we want to sound like, I think, sort of. I agree. Uh, and, we, and we – so when we did this, literally afterwards, we're all like, this is it. This is this is our sound. This is what we wanted. Um, and we just had a ton of fun with it. So, yeah, I think it represented us very well uh, in terms of just how it turned out. I would say so. Perfectly. Perfectly. Now <laughs> – I, I kind of framed that as being your most recent release, but I realized that obviously when this drops, you're going to have a newer one. Yes. Yeah, it's a cover of Watermelon Sugar. So yeah. Yeah. can you guys just tell us a little bit about what prompted you to tackle this song? Paul. Quarantine. <laughs> this was a fun process. That's all. So we started with the cover and it was like, all right, so this year sucks. Like fucking sucks. Uh, our uh all of our recording dates got pushed back into next year and it was like well we're not releasing you know this album this year but obviously we're not gonna get rid of it so what do we want to do and we're like you know what let's just go all in on a cover and and finding a cover was really interesting because we landed in a lot of really weird places before we ended up with watermelon sugar um we all had to kind of come back with two songs that we absolutely loved and this was something where like nick and i picked stuff that nobody besides our generation would know and we realized that that probably doesn't make sense when you're trying to reach out to new listeners and you know new followers and so we started looking around at stuff that we liked that was current um actually do you guys remember what we almost landed on because we just met in the middle and then didn't really talk about it for a bit wasn't it post malone 
No, it wasn't. It was Owl City's no, Fireflies. It was oh, Owl City's yeah. Fireflies. I still <laughs> think that would have been dope. I think but... that would have been so dope. Uh, again, as Paul said, it you know, as as timeless as it is, I think, because it was such a big hit, um, you know, it still wouldn't have maybe reached the audience we were looking to yeah, reach, no. probably. Yeah. So, we were trying to find a song that's, like, trending on TikTok. Right. That was a big part of it, actually. That one is. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> funny, funnily a- enough... We did not expect it. We we had finished the song before the uh, Panic Watermelon Sugar mashup came out. That just happened yes. to blow oh up gosh. right now. So, <laughs> Perfect timing. Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, you guys couldn't have picked a better song because while it's not an alternative song, like it's a pop song, oh, yeah. I don't know any alternative people that don't love Harry Styles. <laughs> like, I don't know <laughs> what it is. He, yeah. He's a, yeah, he he fills that gap where yeah. it's just like I don't necessarily want to listen to pop music all the time, but this guy's really good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I remember when we when we agreed on it, I was so hesitant because he's such a phenomenal vocalist, and for me, I'm always like really anal about vocal stuff, which is a a weakness of mine. And I know that he's a great singer. And I was like, why did you do such a simple song, dude? Like, man, like, I know you could do crazy stuff, please. Um, but after we, 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 it's so funny. Cause we go into the studio and start working on it. And we're, we're, we're slowly like, wait, this is actually, this is really hard. Whoa, hold on. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, especially with like the guitar riffs and the stuff they were doing. And it was like, wow. Okay. Um, but yeah, after working on it and, you know, having so much fun the way that we did and really learning a ton. This was a huge learning experience for all of us. Um, you know, I'm really excited about what we, you know, the, the product, I think we were all super, super pumped about it. Uh, and if you guys are listening, it should be out today. Uh, yeah. the day that you are listening. So please go yeah. listen. To what yeah, you I think? Also, I'm pretty all- sure that's the one we're using to play you guys in and everything. So yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> You've already yeah. heard it. We can all agree. We can all agree this song is about oral sex, right? Everybody knows this. <laughs> Watermelon Sugar is about oral sex. He just he, he giggles that. on interview when people ask about it, and then if you watch the music video, you're like, oh, never mind. Yeah, that's definitely. Oh yeah, that's what that's, it's about. That's <laughs> yeah, what it yeah, yeah. Somebody came to us, or or somebody in the band mentioned this to the whole band. Yeah, that's what it's about. And I'm like, how did people figure that out? Because I'm listening to the lyrics. I had never seen the video. And I go and watch the video. I'm like, all right, got it. Yeah. <laughs> go, go. <laughs> it was the video. <laughs> hey, Paul. No, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> I just don't want to mess up his name, but I want to shout out. We hired a trumpet player in the local oh scene. God, Dan- yeah. Danny Torgerson. Yes. Danny, Danny Torgerson. Uh, he plays for a local band called Captain Squeegee. Uh, also Fayuka. And is uh, oh, it the Irie? That's- also? Sounds right, but I'm I'll not have sure. to look up that one. But uh, amazing guy, I've known him yeah. since we were in high school uh, when he we were in ska bands. Yeah, he came in. Killed we had some live it. trumpets come in, and honestly, I feel like the live trumpets really, really make that track. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because no matter how many times you try to use like, like that fake made trumpet on it never yep. sounds like right. <laughs> see frankie yeah. see? I hear it. and that was the Shut thing i heard the song and i'm like there's trumpet in here and it wasn't even like 
a question or like a topic being brought up, it was this is happening. We're gonna figure out how to make this happen. Paul's inner scotch house was like, Trumpet, we're putting it in. Like (laughs) (laughs) This is a super off topic, but we play a game where you make trumpet noises to any song. Okay. (laughs) Or like it's like See, if there me, or, that is not you and me. I'm not not, not us. <laughs> me and Stephanie and uh, Dalton do this thing, and uh, it's either you make trumpet noises to regular songs, or when a trumpet's playing, you can make any noise, and it still works. <laughs> any noise. Well, and mm-hmm. so was born so Scott. Yes. yes. <laughs> like, there it is. Yeah, not not related, but it made me think of it, so I had to say it out loud. Sorry. No, I, I like that. I wish you had, but hell yeah. <laughs> new game, new game to play. We have a road trip coming up. I know what I'm doing the whole time. <laughs> Please don't. Frankie, I'm the only one in the yep. car with you. You'll kill me. Road trips end up becoming like a school lesson of being like, now this is a ska band from 2002. <laughs> and that's why I'm driving separate. <laughs> All right, guys. So did you encounter any specific challenges when it came to kind of crossing that genre barrier? I know like we kind of said Harry Styles is already kind of leaning into the the alternative scene. But is there anything specifically that you make trumpet noises to regular songs or when a trumpet's playing, you can make any noise and it still works? <laughs> any noise. Well, and mm-hmm. so was born so Scott. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There it is. Yeah, not not related, but it made me think of it, so I had to say it out loud. Sorry. No, I, I like that. I wish you had, but hell yeah. <laughs> new game, new game to play. We have a road trip coming up. I know what I'm doing the whole time. <laughs> Please don't. Frankie, I'm the only one in the yep. car with you. You'll kill me. Road trips end up becoming like a school lesson of being like, now this is a ska band from 2002. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I'm driving separate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So did you encounter any specific challenges when it came to kind of crossing that genre barrier? I know, like we kind of said, Harry Styles is already kind of leaning into the the alternative scene. But is there anything specifically that really helped me learn a lot about that and how to find those places that um, you could add some flair or something to it that wasn't necessarily, you know, a whole extra line or things like that uh, and really make that song our song. Uh, you know, our version of it, I should say. Um, And that was really cool. But yeah, that was a challenge for me. He would would come out like we would be doing something and he would come out with like this weird contraption, like at any given time. Like, for example, we were doing guitars and he's like, not quite right. And he pulls up this thing that looks like a VHS player. And apparently it was like one of the like first renditions of what a tape delay player was. So it had tape on it that it ran all the way through and it was going through that and then putting his weight on it to slow it down. It was the craziest just, thing that I've ever seen. Yeah, it was nuts. It was really cool. It was a great experience. Mm-hmm. It really was. Yeah, I was very pleased because he's like he had me re-record the entire song on three different vintage guitars that he had and put all of them together. <laughs> yeah. I was like, he was like, hmm, 
not quite there. Try this guitar. And then I had to retract the entire song on another <laughs> guitar. And he used all of the takes, like, yep. you know, of the different right. guitar tones and stuff like that to make it sound like one guitar. And I'm like, this is insane. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this guitar is as old as my parents. Like, right. crap. <laughs> that is so intriguing to me, just, like, the production value of it all. Because, like, yeah. my brother's a producer. And so, like, ever since he started doing all that stuff, my, my brain has just been like, well, how do they do that? How do they do that? Yeah. Totally. Like, I no wish we could answer. Like, yeah, seriously. We like, all watched it. No, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. This was our first experience. Uh, we recorded most of the core instruments to analog tape and then yeah. sent that digitally. So it was our first experience being able to see like those giant reels that you see like in like the 60s oh, and 70s. Talk where, about where challenge. He's, he's got to yeah. punch it in and go back and record over it. Yeah. It was right. Because you can't just stop in the middle of it and be like, yeah. oopsies, I messed it up. Can you just just do it again? I mean, he could he because he's incredible. But like it wasn't as easy as digital where you just go back and punch in. No problem. Yeah. It's just so then he would take that and, and throw that into digital afterwards. But it gives it that life that people always talk about but i never really quite understood where like there's like there's kind of like, like oh sorry go ahead no go ahead I, I was just thinking kind of like the difference between listening to something on you know your your phone and like in your car or like on an actual vinyl the thing that was so yeah. crazy about all of this i don't know if it was be partially because he's a brilliant mix you know mixologist is what i'm gonna say wrong term i'm just gonna say that <laughs> Uh, I'm here for it because he's great at mixing uh, is that before we left, he played it. We played it on our phone. We played it on uh, the, you know, the tape machine that he had, which is old is just so old. And then we played it on his like, you know, the new nice new monitor, stuff like that. We played it in our cars. It all sounded the same. That's insane to me. Like that you could get that kind of quality on a cell phone or very near it. Uh, Like just, it just goes to show that, He's incredible at what he does. Yeah, he really <laughs> can't, does. I can't say Impressive. enough nice things. He had the original uh, Herbie door, too, which was cool. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. We could do a whole podcast on his uh, memorabilia that he collects. Wow. Yes. Uh, he, has, wild. he has an insane amount of Twin Peaks, the original Twin Peaks uh, 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 paraphernalia, I guess. From the show, like bar stools, signs. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think paraphernalia is the right word. Yeah. It's yeah. not a bunch of crack pipes. Just made me laugh so hard. I was like, I was like, it's like my brain just went. Were they doing drugs on Twin Peaks? <laughs> yeah, that's all the show was. Everybody's sorry. drugs. Sorry. That's why memorabilia. There we go. Okay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> memorabilia he had what like one of the original like wanted posters for the zodiac killer too yeah what? like sick uh, yeah that's like the, with the sketch yeah. drawing that his that some woman who said she had seen him had given to a cop or something it was crazy it was like what yeah. like <laughs> yeah no that's totally so cool. yeah look definitely look him up he's done a lot of really good stuff he did the format if anybody remembers the format he's done the gin blossoms he's done a lot of atari's recordings he's played on a few atari's recordings so like he's done a ton of stuff safe to say we uh we booked the rest of our ep with him we did (laughs) you guys aren't like a little bit concerned that he might be the zodiac killer (laughs) (laughs) if he's been in hiding this long i can't get his hands on that right (laughs) 
<laughs> it's like going through a candy shop too throughout the whole like house. I just found myself being like, Ooh, what's that? And then he would like give me a whole backstory. I'm like, Oh, oh what's yeah. that? Like, <laughs> I so love funny. it when people have like stories for all of their stuff. Like I wish I had stories for all of my stuff. I have stories for like some of my things, but most thinking. of it's like, Oh, I got that house. I got that couch because some, died and then their neighbor gave it to me. <laughs> See, that's still a story. That's a good story, though. It's like, sort of a not like story. a great story. It's just yeah, a you break out the story. Ouija board when you hear You might have a haunted couch. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> I, I Did they die too. on the couch? I was, like, I was like, hopefully. I have a dead guy ghost couch now. Dead but, guy uh, ghost couch. I haven't noticed that's any paranormal activity. So. <laughs> awesome band band dead guy ghost couch. <laughs> Somebody take that band name. Do it, please. Do it. Yeah, okay, but you got to credit me. Yes. Stormy <laughs> Thomas. She she coined that name. That's where we got it. All right. That I just asked for recognition. <laughs> Keep all your money. I just want I just want the the credit for the, the, the name. <laughs> Moving on. Money would all be right. nice too, though. I mean, <laughs> so what's next for Love Like Fiction? Now that you've got this single dropped, what can we look forward to in the future? We have a bunch of stuff. Yeah, lot. <laughs> I mean, we've we got the stuff, we've got stuff, the rest stuff. of the EP, TBD. Yeah. Um, <laughs> COVID, you some bitch. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we have we have uh we have a live we have a few live shows coming up. November twentieth, we have uh, a live stream that we're doing. We're also uh doing live stream stuff. We're we're kind of like experimenting with some stuff. Uh, should be on tuesdays thursdays and saturdays summer games some we're gonna try and do the uh you know how we just went off on a huge tangent about like the production process because a lot of the times you don't hear bands talk about that we're we're probably just gonna start uh streaming while we're writing our songs just literally just having the daw hooked up to the stream we will try and interact as much as we can but it'll just be us writing so that people can actually like experience what's going on in there Obviously, we still do games. We do Among Us. We're trying to do some local spots on Saturdays where we get other local bands to come play games with us, talk about what they've got going on. Yeah. Uh, and then hopefully we're going to try and do some live sets from our practice space every once in a while if we can. Fingers crossed. Yeah. That's what we're looking yeah. to do. Which most of these will be on Twitch, and I'm going to do a shameless plug. Uh, it's just Love Like Fiction at Twitch. You mean so Twitch, Twitch.tv okay. slash love like fiction. Yes. I was about to murder you, Paul. Come on, Paul. Get it right. <laughs> I meant to say love like fiction at Twitch because anything, we're searchable just by our name. Any social handle is just love like fiction. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that makes it easy. Perfect. Yeah. Now we don't have to ask you at the end. I, I was going to say. <laughs> you guys, I love that, though. I don't think we've had any bands on here that are so actively engaged in their scene and, like, just making things happen, you know, even despite the shitty circumstances well and i like that uh you're doing other stuff because i there are a lot of bands that are doing like live streams and stuff or like live uh live shows i guess like yeah playing but not a lot of people are doing like oh well we're just gonna play some games for a little bit so mm-hmm. you can oh, yeah come on so that. so that's really cool part just of that come is with the- us yeah, exactly. Part of that is because all I do is play video games in my free time. So like, <laughs> hey, what's up? Yeah, yeah. I but I mean, we've got like right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many good interactive games right now. I mean, Among Us was that sleeper. There's so many different games like Among Us that you can play too. The new Jackbox came out. The new Jackbox is an awesome hit. All of oh, the games. I haven't, 
It's very I haven't good. played the new one yet. We oh, we play really uh, we play a few of the versions. I can't yeah, we've got an assortment so between all of for, us. But for anybody who likes being on stage or like writing your own stuff, musicians or otherwise, Jackbox has this new thing called what is it called, Paul? Again, I can't remember the new game. Uh, Which the one, one? Where, where we tell stories. What is it called? Oh, uh, uh, uh now nah, I've just completely lost it. Nope, it's gone forever. Um, <laughs> and they have a game where you literally just go, like, people are picked in order, and they pick, like, a topic they want to talk about, and it's usually, like, goofy, weird topics, and then somebody else assists them by giving them hilarious slides to talk about, and you just go off, just completely off the cuff, talking about I just about want you to know that I happening. hated that. Yeah, I, I know like you hated it. speaking. I, I did know who you job. are. My heart anybody, was pounding. Anybody... <laughs> so that it's fun or funny to just be goofy and like make a story up and just on the spot and do a whole thing um absolutely try out jackbox the new one because it's a lot of was fun. that on yeah. on seven the one that just came out it is yeah, it's yeah. On okay okay i'll have to get that oh yeah yeah i want yeah. it but i also feel like it would give me anxiety literally oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a whole, like guys, i can't even do among us because i'm like i don't like this. i, I have a lot of my friends i have secondhand <laughs> empathy where like if i watch a tv show i used to always bring this up there was a show on nickelodeon called keenan and kel and any times that i knew <laughs> yes. they were going to get in trouble i had to walk away because i knew they were going to get in trouble yeah. <laughs> so like when i was the imposter in among us the whole time i'm just like oh no uh, yeah, I have to lie to Paul my friends. Literally <laughs> the best liar in that game. Like nobody <laughs> ever suspects him at so much so that now everybody just throws him out regardless of whether or not he's. They're just like, get rid of him. Don't trust him. Like <laughs> that's <laughs> my biggest problem is because I play with my friends uh, quite a bit too. My biggest problem is one of my friends can he can. It doesn't matter if I'm lying the best that I've ever lied before in my entire life. He can just tell. <laughs> he knows when I've done wrong and I don't understand how I must have a tell that I don't know about because like, he knows every time and he's like, Stormy did it. Wow. <laughs> every time. Yeah. Like, how do you know? Every time. <laughs> uh, can I, uh, can I ask like a random question that's not yeah. really on topic though? Yes. What is like a game that you guys are playing like right now that's not, uh, among us or you know one of those uh party games you mean like more yeah, of a, yeah, yeah. uh yeah uh i play world of warcraft too much um <laughs> i mean uh that yeah, one's a time suck if you play world of warcraft you almost don't have time for anything else right right yeah i totally get that i was gonna be playing cyberpunk but it's delayed oh, it hurts it hurts <laughs> Um, I, I almost cried in a corner because I was at work when we got that email that it was delayed again, and I, I was went, like, "No!" Like I, scr- I legitimately screamed. I was, I was already so having a bad day, and I was at work, and my boss walks in. He goes, "Hey, man, did you hear about Cyberpunk?" And I was just like, "Shut the fuck up!" No, no. And then I looked it up, and I just had the worst night of my life. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I saw that email at uh, noon yesterday. Yep. Straight up almost I'm, cried. I'm sorry for your loss because I, I feel your pain right now. <laughs> yeah. um, I just got hooked on Phasmophobia. I've heard it's really good. Phasmophobia is literally, if you used to watch those shows on the History Channel where ghost hunters would go and try and talk, even all the way back on MTV, where ghost hunters would go to haunted places with all their equipment and just be like, is there a ghost here? Except there fucking is. 
And <laughs> <laughs> but this time it's real. But that's what it is. Like you have actually like, is a ghost. Yeah, but you have like an EMP machine or like salt or like a crucifix. Like it, it's yeah. very involved and it took it was a very hard learning curve, but once I got there, like I I I love it so much. All right, yeah, Lux has been trying to talk me into that one, so I might have to get it. It's definitely worth it. Uh, anyway, sorry to go off topic, Elena. Well, you're I was up. Say, I mean, you've got another random question that you have to ask. Oh, do mm-hmm. I? Is it is it the one I always ask? Yeah, it is the one you always ask. Okay. Oh boy. Um, you guys <laughs> you have, always like, forget. <laughs> Every you time. guys have any fun, like weird or crazy tour or show stories that have happened to you that yes. it can be funny it can be just weird it can be sad i don't care i just need the weird please well i, I call i call the one that you and i were involved in okay you got to think of another one but everybody else can go before me go ahead guys i don't really I have like a show one i have really? i have the one we've already told with how we wrote our first song that was weird as hell I remember oh, that's so funny, yeah. Texas, we tried getting uh, Marin super drunk off of Four Loco, but she wouldn't want it. She didn't want to. Oh, you know I, I guess okay. <laughs> I specifically told him because I wasn't 21 yet. I'm the only one in the band that wasn't 21 yet. And we stopped by this gas station. And I was like, Paul, get me like a Mike's Harder Lemonade or something like that. And he was like, no, I'm going to get you Four Loco. I was like, Paul, if you get me a Four Loco, I promise you I'm not going to drink it because every time I have one, I throw up. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I just, <laughs> that's what happens. And he comes back with two Four Locos, no Mike's Harder Lemonade. And I was like, Paul, I'm not drinking this. I was like, I don't know what to tell you. So it did, I, you know, it didn't happen that I night. guess it's fine. <laughs> the one that I was thinking of wasn't with this band. I guess I should have specified, is it specifically this band or just any band that we've been I, a part of or anything. I like. literally do not care. Yeah. It's a story and that's all I care about. So last band that Paul and I were in, this is the first time I'd ever been in a band. I'd never been on stage. I'd never done any of this before. I hadn't sang like in front of people really um, at all before this. <laughs> and we get to our thing. I'm just sweating. You know, I'm so nervous. And the promoter that got us to get on the show, you know, he shows up. Um, and we're outside just waiting to go on, waiting for the show to start, all that sort of stuff. He's inside talking with the bar and then all of a sudden fucking fire trucks show up and we're like, what is going on? And like, it turns out that this guy got in an argument with the bar about wanting how much to pay them and then swung on one of the guys and the guy like stood up. So he faked a seizure. And like they called the yep. ambulance and like the fire trucks and all of this stuff. And we were just like, what is happening? So for me, this is like a super traumatic experience. I'm like, I've never played a show. Is this how it goes? Like, where, where <laughs> the hell is going to happen? The promoter faked a seizure or the, the guy that got hit? The promoter no, faked a seizure. The promoter Sorry, faked yeah. a seizure. And the to, make things, <laughs> to make things even worse, after it was done, the like bar owners were like, no, this is normal. He does this. <laughs> yeah and then later on down the road we find out that this guy had been popping around cities in arizona usually smaller ones stealing door money mm. and then like dipping out of town like just leaving town so he's like blacklisted in all these cities across the fucking state and i think like some bonnie California, clyde it was like the craziest shit <laughs> we're like oh what is gosh. this it was wild that's the promoter yeah it was his promoter. whole job like 
is contingent on not being blacklisted at every single <laughs> yeah. venue across the state. Yes. His whole I don't know how he did it, man. I know. I don't know where he is now. The oh. best part about that story is that they're just like, yeah, he does this. Oh, <laughs> yeah, why great. would you continue yeah. to work with him? <laughs> I have no idea, man. That was the uh, welcome to the Like, because I mean, I we had like a bar that we were like managing for a while. Me and well, one of us, one of my friends was the manager, but like we kind of all were trying to make this bar into like a college bar and so we all were like pulling weight whatever anyway and so there was this one promoter that she was crazy but like she never pulled anything like that like there's no <laughs> way that we would ever book with her again if she did something like that I that's still, insane yeah i still can't believe it was my first ever show like what a that's, fucking yeah. introduction i'm like so of course and we still played the show so i'm like <laughs> hey god all right whoa, fine, just go on stage just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. That's so funny. That's a good one. Yeah. Do we have any other ones? I don't know. I don't when we drove to Texas, I, this is a short story. Uh, it was our first time with the trailer, so we thought that we had to only go 55 miles an hour. So it took us 26 <laughs> hours to get to Texas. <laughs> oh, it was no. terrible. It was, it was so it was bad. So bad. <laughs> And I, the thing that was worse about it is that the night before we were supposed to go, we were supposed to go at like 7 a.m. or something and get there late that night. You know what I mean? And before they, they, I'm half asleep. I'm just about to pass out because we're all in the same, we're in the same house. We're at Paul's place because we're getting ready to go. And fucking, they're like, you know, fuck it. We're going. It's like 10 p.m. And I'm like, no, hold on. Like, so we get up and go and I can't sleep in vehicles as, as far as i've tried so i am up for like 30 hours on that trip and i am having a bad time uh so unfortunately yeah. the rest of the band is also having a bad time because i won't shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> really well just my anything pain that is comes everyone's pain. seriously yeah anything that came to my mind i was just like let's Hold talk on, are you slap happy or a diva no, he's slap happy, but slap it's just happy. like okay. random. He's driving across the road. And, Do you think birds have feelings? Oh, oh, no. like, shut up, dude. <laughs> what about when uh fuck, what did you think I did to you, Marin? Marin oh fell asleep. My God. And I was I had, I'm okay, driving. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I had sleep paralysis. Okay. In the car on the way to Texas. I fell oh asleep and got sleep paralysis. Okay, I could have sworn Paul was in the front seat. Marin, Marin, Marin. Marin, 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 just like nonstop, and I was getting so annoyed. So I eventually I woke up. I was like, "Paul, what?" And I just screamed at him, and they're all like, "We're all like, we're all like in the middle of a conversation, <laughs> not doing anything." Everybody's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> but then it was time to have sleep paralysis. So. Yeah, yeah, we're all just like, so loud though, because we're all just like casually talking. was like, "Paul," and she was, and then she was angrily convinced that we were trying to like bamboozle. <laughs> Like it was like a big that it joke. definitely happened and we were just fucking with her. We're like, yo, dude, stop. Like, no. <laughs> what already happened? Like, are you okay? Like, I finally like whispered to her. I was okay. like, yo, Marin, like girl on girl, like nothing, nothing. Nobody was fucking with you. Like, I, don't know what's going on. I was so mad. I felt so bad the whole time too. Like, I'm just like, I didn't die. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so like sorry, the, Paul. I didn't. Was the that wasn't part. me. That was sleep so paralysis. Were in, I swear. 
My God. Because it was like you were angry at me, too. It was like at <laughs> first it started off like you were just trying to annoy me. And then it turned into you just being really, like, mean to me. So then I woke up and I was just pissed. I was like, what did I do to you? I'm trying to sleep. Like, fuck. <laughs> Shit, man. And this is <laughs> all in so uh, uh, a truck. I had a Chevy Colorado that everybody fit in. Oh, all five barely. of us. Barely. <laughs> Like an extended cab. Yeah, wait. It was a crew cab. It was a crew cab. So there were back doors, but it was still a truck. Yeah. That's the best part. Somehow on the way home, Marin. (laughs) But somehow on the way home, Marin ends up driving, and I'm I'm five foot, nothing. And I'm in the front seat, and we got all three boys in the back. (laughs) (laughs) I, I touched everybody. More than anybody touches a human being in their whole lives that whole trip. I swear, I was literally just like, just surrounded by flesh. I was like, please God, why? (laughs) The whole six hours. (laughs) Twenty-six hours of that. Yeah, claustrophobic. Long drive. I'm glad we're taking two vehicles to Vegas. Was the show worth it? Oh yeah. Oh Oh, yeah, yeah. that was so much fun. (laughs) Yeah. Holy shit. That's all all that matters, as long as the show is worth it. Yeah. I got my first Soko Amaretto Lime, and my life was forever changed. Yeah, we got it. Oh, yeah. Got to hit that brand new. I was going to (laughs) say. That's why we did it. We were literally like, just try it. And and it was very good. (laughs) We were like, (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. I got one more just random as fuck question for you. Um, and it's just like I like to do a fun one at the end of the episode. So seriously, like it's really okay. random as fuck. If you could insert any one of your songs into an existing movie soundtrack, which song would you choose and what movie would it be? Oh, <laughs> that's really wow. good. I've got my answer. Fire oh, away. So we used to use the sound clip from this movie, but I feel like it would fit really, really well into it. We have a we have a very sad oh, song. Oh, it's oh. called Sad Soundtrack. Part five. Yes, that's on track. Part five. (laughs) There are no uh, parts one through four yet. Those are TBD. (laughs) Um, It's like a Star Wars thing. Exactly. We're gonna we're gonna work backwards. Fifteen years Uh, later, we get part four. Yeah, but uh, five (laughs) hundred days of summer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I forget. We used to open that with a monologue from that. Yeah, we did. And then when we started like doing more things you're like maybe we shouldn't do this because maybe yep. copyright that was that uh, was a callback because the ataris used to do that way back in the day with uh like uh blue skies broken hearts next 12 exits they used to use like uh oh my god uh he used to do a lot of 80s and 90s like uh like monologues and stuff that they would throw in the middle of like a bridge of their songs and it was like always super cool to me so yeah I love that. I was oh, just thinking right. about that movie today. I was like, I haven't seen that in a decade, but oh, so yeah. I'm gonna when, watch. when you put the movie on, pull up Sad Soundtrack Part 5, just hit play on those opening credits right there and just see if it fits. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll stream it to our Instagram. Okay. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, man. I put like hard. bilingual baby on bipolar on like American Pie or something. I don't know. I was thinking Step Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> All I can think of is anime right now. I got nothing else, man. Yeah, I don't watch I'll take an anime, do it. An anime. I like, feel like closure over the intro to My Hero Academia might work. That might I would work. do Tokyo yeah. Ghoul for that. Tokyo yeah. Ghoul? Okay, Tokyo yeah. Ghoul is not a bad idea. Or Deep Cut, Blue Exorcist. 
Ooh, yeah, that's right. pretty good. I don't know, man. You're hitting uh, my soft spots, and I need you to quit it. Just <laughs> <laughs> huge nerd. Tara and Marin are the most normal of us, and Frankie used to be, but he abandoned that. He they threw pulled away. me into this fucking trap with a Black gaming Clover. PC, and I've never gotten out. Yeah, we were literally like, yeah. "Hey, Frankie, why don't you watch anime? Hey, Frankie, why don't you play video games on a PC?" And Frankie was the good football boy, and now, and now he's, the, dog's he's name? the yeah. I named my dog Deku. My tortoise is yes. named Escanor from Seven Deadly Sins. Uh, yeah, we, we My life was forever changed. <laughs> Well, you yeah, succumb to peer pressure pretty yeah. easily, huh? It doesn't take much. It does not it, take much. If it makes you feel any better, I just got my PC this year, and I'm already um, ten times the nerd I was before, and I no, was already girl, like so now it just, I'm all it just, about like Discord and Twitch, and I'm like, oh yeah, what games are on like sale right now? I need all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I straight up convinced our friends to get because we used to use what we use AIM. Oh God! Oh, yeah, we did use AIM. Um, you can. We used to use AIM. Yes, because I was oh, like, Discord so is so much better. <laughs> Discord's We're fantastic. getting a Discord. This sucks, and then AIM closed down. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, yes. So I I feel that. But but I will say I'm much happier for it. Like once you yeah. embrace it, it's just like, oh fuck yeah! All I'm gonna do is watch anime. Yeah. <laughs> why why didn't i do this before oh yeah and my girlfriend had never watched it ever and judged me for watching it and then we watched my hero together and she's like oh we should watch uh, another one and then that's how we named our tortoise escanor <laughs> perfect <laughs> one thing led to another and yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So I know you shouted out your socials earlier, but do you mind just doing it one more time in case we got any skippers in here for whatever reason? Sure. Yeah, guys, it is at Love Like Fiction anywhere you look. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Spotify, all over the place. So uh, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Gosh, I forget that we have a YouTube sometimes. Twitch. Um, yep. Twitch. Uh, Twitch. The big one. Yes. Keep a, keep an eye out for us on Twitch, guys, because pretty soon here we're going to start uh, – getting some content rolling out. We want to make sure that you guys are here to, to see it, to listen to it. Um, other than we even that, have lovelikefiction.com. I mean, we got well, oh yeah, the that's name. True. We do have love. Like, I, gosh, like a week away that. from an only fans. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Frankie. Um, Please God, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we've, we've got a lot of stuff coming up here, guys. Please keep an, an ear out. We, of course, today we've released uh, watermelon, our cover of watermelon sugar, Harry Styles, so please listen to that. Tell us what you think. We're really proud of it. Um, and then keep an ear out for the uh, the EP, which hopefully, hopefully we can get something uh, this this coming next year in 2021. Sound clip should be on TikTok too. Use it on TikTok. Go ahead. Just do just, it. Just pop it in there. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, TikTok is illegal now. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't download it anymore, but you can still use it. <laughs> Wait, really? That went through? Yeah. A few weeks wow. ago. I didn't even know. Nobody on TikTok cares anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't update it from the app store. It's still there. Okay. Hope gotcha. you get a major yeah. update. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much. This was really, really fun. Yeah, thanks for and thank you. Wish you luck. You know, getting back into the studio and finishing that EP and everything. I can't wait to hear it. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you very thank much. You. All right, guys, take care. Goodbye. You too. Bye. Bye.
to make me stop buying stickers. Yeah, I'm not going to do that because you know what? In this world that's just devoid of happiness right now, every little bit counts. How about that? I just love stickers so much. I do. I don't have enough places to put them. Yeah, that's my thing. I see like I see a lot of them that I like, but like I just don't have anywhere that they could really go. Well, I mean, I cover my notebooks in them and planners and stuff. I think I have a warp tour one on my last laptop. But otherwise, oh, I've got a silent rival one somewhere. Sarah sent me one with my t-shirt. Hey guys, if you haven't heard our episode with Silent Rival, go ahead and check out the Jesus two that Christ. we did. <laughs> if you haven't listened to every episode Sarah's ever been on, there's only two for now. I did give her an open invite on Twitter to just join us permanently. <laughs> yeah, she's allowed to do it. She, if Elena's like, "Hey, we're recording tonight," and she goes, "Can I come?" The answer is yes. She can always come. She's just gonna slowly take over the whole show, and like, we're not even gonna be a part of it anymore. <laughs> I love her so much. You'll like check in one day and it's just going to be her face plastered on all the socials. <laughs> and we're like, uh, bruh. Beautiful, beautiful face. face. I like, I fangirl too much about my friends. This is ridiculous. I am of the camp that you can never fangirl too much about your friends. I simp for all my friends because they're gorgeous and I love them. You know what? I like that take, but I'm a negative, horrible person. And that just goes against everything that I am. No. Simp for your friends. <laughs> I simp for you, bish. 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 Okay, if you want to catch more of us. <laughs> uh, you can find us at I'm Not Okay Pod at Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at I'm Not Okay Podcast. You can find us on, G- I was going to say you can find us on Gmail, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Please look us up on Gmail. <laughs> you can email us at I'm not okay pod at gmail.com and you can find our website at I'm not okay podcast.simplecast.com if you liked any of the bands that we played for you today I'm just going to rattle off all of their socials in one spot in case you don't want to go to the show notes for whatever reason but love like fiction you can find everywhere at love like fiction they make it really easy planet mercury you can find them on instagram at planet mercury band or on twitter at planet mercury ma What Makes Sense, you can find them on Instagram at WMSNY or on Twitter at WMSNY1. Oh, man, they didn't get the original. Not the original, but they are number one. Number one. (laughs) You can find Ocean Dust at Ocean Dust underscore official on Instagram or Ocean Dust Band on Twitter. Again, that's Ocean Dust with a V, not a U. Waters Deep is Waters Deep Band on Instagram. And then Shane at Adjust the Sales is official.adjustthesales on Instagram. And he is Adjust the Snails. On <laughs> what? Shane. So good. Oh my God. So good. Did he say that on the podcast last time? I don't remember that one. I don't know, but it's pure. Why, why are you like this? I don't know, but I love it. <laughs> Shane, I love you. <laughs> This is the man that named his last album the worst of Adjust the Sale. It's so good. So good. Okay, and as always, if you enjoyed our episode today, please go ahead, give us a rating, leave a review, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to. It actually goes a really, really long way in keeping us up on the charts and gaining some visibility for the artists that we have on here. And uh, tell your friends if you liked this. Send it to one of your friends. Just be like, yo, I like this podcast. You might like it too. What up, dog? Is that how the kids talk? It, it's exactly how the kids talk. What I'm worried about is I'm hearing this episode 
listening to love like fiction and then realizing that they like them better than they like us. Oh, 100% they will. Love like fiction is way funnier than us. Maybe they should just take over the podcast. Mm. Wait, wait, wait. Are you right Twix or am I right Twix? Oh. We figured out who was right Twix and left Twix with them, but we didn't figure it out for us. Why did we never talk about this? I don't know. I'm more left-brained, I feel. I feel like I'm more right-brained. So I'm left. Wait, do we have that right? Is left-brained... Left-brained is the creative one, right? I thought it was the other way around. Never mind. Because I'm very analytical. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do. So I think I'm left and I think you're right. Wow, we really fucked this up. They had it down like that. Which side of brain is smart? (laughs) I hope you typed it like that. I did. (laughs) I don't want to watch a YouTube video about it. I just want to know which one's smart. Left brain versus right brain. Who's going to get the answer first? If you're mostly analytical and methodical in your thinking, you're said to be left-brained. If you oh. tend to be more creative or artistic, you're thought to be Okay, well, so I, we got, we it, got backwards. it backwards, but I'm right-brained. So I'm right, Twix. We know ourselves, but we're dumb. We know ourselves, but we're not smart. <laughs> I, I literally did type smart. <laughs>